Hi and welcome to part three of our podcast, including my first guest, Chris Gill, who's just released his latest stunning album under the moniker of Band of Rain. The album is, of course, Petrichor, which includes my second guest, the bass player on the Petrichor album, ex-Renaissance bassist Mr. John Camp, and keyboard player from the very brilliant The Far Meadow, and that's Mr. Elliot Min. In this section of the extended podcast, we talk more about the Petrichor album, recording techniques and gigging, or rather lack of it, in these really, really difficult times. Yes, that's right. This was recorded in May 2020 at the height of the COVID-19 crisis. And we also have a little bit of a, an internet glitch right at the beginning, but we soldiered on. At the end of part two, we were speaking about Yes and how they often covered other people's tracks in the early days, including a version of America. Here's part three. I think we've got the, a few little glitches, a few little glitches. Oh. Karen. You're right, John. He's still there. I saw that. Oh, we did a version of America as well. Oh, did you? I love that song so much. I got Renaissance to do it. We was never got onto a main album, but we did it on something called Songs from Renaissance Days. We did it. I thought we did a very passable version. I'll have to have a listen to that. I'll have to have a listen to that. Is that yeah, on? Good. That's good. Anyway, is that on the web somewhere? Yeah. yeah I think you can get it on YouTube or something like that. But okay. yeah, it's on a song called Renaissance from Songs from Renaissance Days. Which, whenever you do did, did an album in those days, you always had a track or two left right. that didn't make the album cut. But we put all these together onto a compilation album. It's actually quite good. Just a couple of tracks on there where I'm playing with Gabby, where there's some pretty serious bass and drums going on. Wow. Yeah. I definitely oh, have a listen to that. Have a listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, little are you, are you touring soon, Elliot? Elliot? No, are no, you we, we don't. We don't. So, I mean, we're, we're um, we've <laughs> we were having, we were doing a whole set of gigs. I was just saying before this, we we're supposed to be gigging in Athens uh, on at the end of March, and um, obviously it, it got pulled, which was a bit of a shame, but. Um, well, we've been doing, you know, the, the some of the festivals and and uh, and uh, yeah, some pubs. We we tend to do the, the last thing we did was with a band called the Dane, who are from Holland. Right. Um, uh, again, it's, I was saying that it's unbelievable how much stuff there is out there and how many good bands there are out there uh, even yeah. now. And well, doing hopefully, some- hopefully, Mister Gill and I will be be doing the same. Yes. Well, your petrol thing that was. Uh, I I, lo- I love that track, the craft. By the way, I thought that was. Yes. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah it, it, there was all sorts of plans that we had. Yeah. We, we said, well, what we would do is, is finish the album, and then we finish it around about March time. And then we said, what we'll then do is we'll get, we'll see who we're going to get to play with us, and then we'll we'll look at maybe do some rehearsals, and then go out and do some live stuff because it's all gone on hold now so um but it, it hasn't well, stopped us from have, have to do another album well yeah i mean that yeah funny you should say that uh, yeah, yeah. I, feel, I, um, I thought there might be something on the back burner i've got some stuff here as well oh <laughs> right okay it's interesting what you say we, we we obviously that's the only thing you can do at the moment write and compose and and, and yeah. share ideas and um, that's what we've used the, the last time. We had something that we'd started in the studio and then in rehearsal. Uh, and now I've, I had to, I've put the whole 
structure together and, and sent it back and said, right, take out bits that you don't like or that are too long or, 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 or yeah. whatever. And, uh, but it's quite hard. At least we've all got something to do, haven't we? Yeah, that's right. Being yeah. a musician, you, you never, you never, you can work on your own. Yeah, I mean, just to just put this in perspective, this is this is because people might be watching this um, five years down the line or whatever. Um, we're in the middle of the COVID nineteen crisis. That's why we're we're all sort of uh, we can't gig, we can't do all those sort of things. So we have to sort of we have to think of other ways to uh, entertain ourselves let's say yeah well, we thought we'd put a band together and called lockdown and just do an album called stay safe yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably work, probably work actually so do, 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 have, you, have you gigged with band of, band of rain um are you, you doing gigs or were you doing gigs before before this we, we have done some yeah um, not not with this particular not with a particular lineup and, and albums we have at the moment. The last time we played was 2007, probably. Yeah. Uh, and that was in, um, uh, in Croydon. Okay. Um, the Peel. The Peel. Uh, the, oh, the yeah, Peel. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the last place we played. And, um, it actually, it was actually a good night. It, it was absolutely packed, which was, which was a nice surprise because we weren't really that well known then anyway. Um, and yeah, uh, we played, the, but that's the last time Band of Rain played, yeah. Um, but then it was the old, old thing. I, I've moved around a lot, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm, but I'm okay now because I've got all the internet and one thing or another, so I can do things that I couldn't do before. Um, but what happened was, instead of having the band on my doorstep, which used to happen, now the band were really spread out and it was really hard to do anything. Mm. But now we've reached a point where it's worth doing no matter what, you know. So if it, if it takes yeah. a lot of work, I'm prepared to do that. I'm prepared to travel for it. I'm prepared to pay for stuff because it's yeah. worth doing. And yeah. there's, yeah, there's exactly. two types. I always say to myself, there's two there's two guys in all of us, and certainly in me. There's the one there's the one guy who's going to sit on the park bench in 10, 15 years' time. He's going to sit there with his mate saying, "I wish I'd done that." And there's the other guy who's sitting there going, God, I'm glad I did that. And, yeah. you know, and that's the one I want to be. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Listen, I wonder what would have happened if we'd gone on the road with that album, yeah. you know? Um, and it's, it's, it's not about aspiring to do stadium tours and stuff like that. It's just about, it's just a natural progression for it to, to do that. Yeah. And, well, and I would love to do that. And I'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. Yeah. Well, prior, so, prior to this, prior to doing this with, with, with Chris and becoming a, member of the band i i had absolutely no intention or desire to tread the balls again at all really? but now i have something has to inspire something has to be right you know before you win. it's a big deal taking something on a road these days mm -hmm. well, i mean it's quite quite interesting we got a guitarist uh, guitarist dennis warren um he he joined us he's a brazilian guy and Quite well known in, in in Brazil, I think. I think he was um he he did quite 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 a lot of stuff there. He's a full time musician, and mm. he played. You know, we sent this rehearsal tape, and we saw him on video, and we thought, nah, he's not going to join the band. You know, he's he's sort of yeah, you know, he's so far probably above what you know, he's technically he can do a lot a lot, a lot better than um um you know he, he's in a he's at a different level probably um. And um, and he joined the band, and I was amazed. And um, we uh, we had a discussion. And I said, "What well, you know?" Afterwards, you know, what, what did it for you? And he said, 
it's just the music. He said, I just loved it. It's just passion. He said, I just love what, what, what you were doing. He said, if it, if it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't have been interested. So, That's it, you see. Right place, right time. That's what yeah. it's all about. I'm so glad John came on board because it, it just it changed it changed everything for the music because I because I, I've always written something with the atmosphere in mind. I try to create a feel, which is the most important part. Yeah. But John added a whole new dimension to that because he he got it straight away. He knew exactly what it was that it needed. And, yeah. and John did things that I wouldn't have dreamt of doing. And the first time you hear someone, you think, really? And then the second time you hear it, it's in your head. You can't get rid of it. It's there. And, and then you've got the fun part of them mixing it in. And when you start doing that, and John's really great because he, he doesn't make a fuss about, oh, don't do this and don't do that. And don't change the EQ. He'll do the bass part. Say, wherever you, wherever you think, Chris, just get on with it. And let's you get on with it. And it's brilliant, you know. And, um, and, and it's worked because one of the things that really happened for me on this which is the first time I've ever been able to do anything where I know the bass player can cope with it and the bass player can add something to it. And John has also now, again, made the bass guitar a lead instrument, and I've helped yeah. that to happen on this because that's what he needed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can hear that. Do you want the money sent by PayPal, or did you want it in cash? Chris? Uh, good. PayPal or cash? <laughs> No, thanks. No, it's been, a, I mean, I know it's, you know, I'm not going to do backslapping, but I mean, the way the whole thing came together was Chris asked me to do a track and then the album for various reasons, well, specific reason, got pigeonholed. And then about a month later, it came back again. I was only supposed to be there for one track. And as soon as we started talking, it was pretty obvious that we were looking at a long-term relationship. I got it. He got me. And luckily, everybody else in the band that's contributed, they get it too. That's mm. the two-word thing for Band of Rain, get it or get out. <laughs> also, the, the other thing yeah. is that, you know, we, we, we spoke um, uh, when I was talking to Elliot the other day uh, about vocalists and how important they are to a band because, you know, if you have a middle-of-the-road vocalist, someone who can sing well but doesn't have really much personality, it's sort of, you know, the band is just a meh band, you know. Um, but the vocalist you got on on uh, Petrichor, I think, brilliant vocalist, and just has got a, a sound to the, you know. Yeah. He's left field, isn't he? I mean, everybody in the band's left field. Yeah. Said, one thing we don't like to do is play safe. We played safe before. We've done that. This is doing it for yourself. That's and interesting. If, yeah. if people want to like it, that's great. If they don't like it, that's great too. But this is our time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's, it's interesting what you say because um, uh, it's one of the things we say, uh, we jokingly say that we're we're dangerous, and when, when we when we say that, it's more about we don't want to stick to 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 a kind of a, a format. You know, anything's possible, and 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 sometimes you you, you do something. Should we do this? You know, this could go completely wrong live, but you do it because actually. It, it, it sounds great when you pull it off. It, it, well, it's, it's like it's like the Farm Meadows um, singer. I mean, yeah, her voice is it's it's different, and it's yeah. you know some people it it clear and, do you know what I mean? And, and and it really does make make the music. I mean, music is great anyway, but you know, I think I always think that if you've got a, a vocalist that has a different sound, you know, it isn't just normal, isn't just good, 
that has got a um, a personality in the voice. It it just stands the band apart, and that's the whole point of a lot of this stuff, you know. Vocalists are so important. The thing with Matthew also is that um, yeah, he, he's he's a really good lyric writer as well. Um, and I'm not too. But yeah, but he can also do it live. Um, in actual fact, as, as John said, he, he's one of those people that's actually better live than he is on record right. because he his physical presence is there as well. And uh, he's one of those people that when he walks on the stage. Like when I first saw them, Emperor Norton was a band that he was with. He was supporting us. Very I played with Concorda. And um, as soon as he came on, it was like, boom. You know, there, was this, there was this guy, and the whole band disappeared into the background, just mapping their singing. And I remember thinking then that if ever I did another album, then I would get Matthew to come do the singing if, I, if he would come and do it. And I asked him to come and do it, and he said, yeah, great, you know. And then when he found out that John was involved and, and Robert Webb was involved as well, he was all over it, you know, and uh, I, I'm not sure he would have come and done it for me, but he came and did it. And um, and now, you know, we're, we're looking to do the Petricor album, or, or certainly a large chunk of it, plus something new for 2021 when we actually go out live so that we can say, you know, we haven't sat back and done nothing. And um, uh, But everybody we've, every, oh, everybody we've got is... Is really really good. They all get it, so uh, it should be a good live show. Yeah. Oh, I do. Good stuff. Oh, it's like John's. Where, where do you? The end of the world. When you have when you have gig, where do you tend to play? What sort of uh, venues have you been doing? <sighs> Crikey, it's, it's difficult. I haven't done very many in this in this country. To be honest, it's, it's quite a lot of knowledge in America. Mm. Um, so they're, as you point out, they're much better at venues than we are. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but do, you, do you think there's a? I mean, is do you find you get a good audience? You get good audiences in America, and because I, I, I mean, it's with us. It's been Europe that seems to be the the, the real hub of, of, of progressive. Yeah. yeah. See, see what happened for what happened for us was um, there was a guy called Kenny Solomon who used to have a, a radio show, Progressive Soundscapes, back in the early two thousands, and he used to come out of Florida. And at that time, he was like, he had his finger on the pulse of everybody and all the bands and one thing another. And he took us on. He took Band of Rain on. He, he, he managed us and produced us and he paid for our album and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So because he was in the music business and he was actually, he's now in New York, he did an awful lot of promotion of us okay. in America. Oh, As great. a consequence, that's 9% of our fan base. Right. Right. And even now, Petrichor is... Easily 85% Americans are buying it, and the rest is everywhere else. America and Japan, actually, oddly enough. But Japan are doing it. It's doing well in Japan. Yeah, Japan, you know, I, can, I, I can appreciate that. I mean, I, I've just found that when we played live, um, when we've done, we did things like tea block in, in Holland, and there's a, a number of um, places. Where else did we go? There was, um, well, as I say, you know, this, this gig we were supposed to do in Greece, and you just think, um, you know, there seems to be a much bigger market for for that sort of for that sort of music. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I haven't heard much about America. We even like album sales. A lot of it comes from Europe, not not from, from the states. Yeah. So I, I don't. So I don't get much in Europe. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. 
Thank you much oh, at all. I've got Yeah. I got disconnected then. Yeah. I'm. Uh, no, totally. yeah. no, it's good. Looks like you're back, John. Yeah. I don't know how long for. I'm going to have to go and plug this laptop in in a minute. Yeah, well, we're going to be wrapping up anyway. One, the one thing I was going to ask you guys is, you know, the quality of, of um, albums from 1970 and uh, around that sort of era, um, the quality is so, so good. But we forget that there was there was no internet. There was no, um, you know, um, digital recording of any size. I mean, most of this stuff would be on two-inch tape at the very minimum. Um, yeah. And some of the stuff, if you look at some of the stuff that happens over the over the course of the next sort of five six years, the the incredible incredible albums that come over the next five six years after after nineteen seventy, yeah. to do it on two inch tape, um, I just really scraped the end of two inch tape. We, I remember doing demos on two inch tape uh, years ago, um, but you you guys, John and Chris, you must have must have hit the two inch tape full on. To be honest with you, if I had an option now of swapping everything I've got in here for a Rupert Neat desk and a Studer A80, I'd do it. Mm. I could afford it. Let's do it together and cost about 100 grand. But yeah, I mean, I don't use a lot of digital. I I use some digital, but I don't rely on Cubase. I've got Cubase and all that kind of stuff, black magic, as my friends call it. But uh, I tend to use, I like faders. I use lots of stuff linked together, but yeah, two-inch tape, wonderful stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can better. I can Sorry, go on. Do you think? I'm well, just saying. Do you think it's it's you know it's actually a better medium to record, or is it is it just nostalgia? I, 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 I don't think it's. I, I think it's, it's it's something to do with the medium, but I think the most important part of that is I'm I'm a fa- I'm a knobs and faders man myself. I I love nursing faders more than anything else. Mm. And. What's actually happening is it's not as easy to edit anything, so you have to put more effort into getting it right the first time. Yeah. Um, whereas if you can just go and delete it and try it again, you tend to kind of, oh, well, I'll just press record and here we go. But if you know you're going to get one crack at it and if you get it wrong, it's going to take an awful lot to put it right, mm. you tend to put more effort into it. And also, you use your ears rather than your eyes. So yeah. it's very easy to, to watch something on the screen and you can forget something actually here because you're too busy watching it on here. And I think it's important. And if, you, if you can mix up both, which I kind of do, I think John does too. I'm yeah. on both. So I record everything through a, a, an old VF-16, like with, with knobs and faders. But I also take that up onto my PC. But I only do that for deep editing. Yeah. The only reason I use I'm, it is I put it back onto the VF-16. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, because any other way, I don't like recording like this. No, and I don't. That's not what it's about. No, I don't. That's the difference. And, and mm. I think the, the, the people now, the kids especially, I mean, it's fantastic for them. They get a chance to make music. Oh, yeah. And I would never do that. But the but thing is, like, you, know you know what everybody wants? Because I, I belong to a, a forum called Production Expert that sends you all these little blog things about editing and this that and the other and then the adverts pop up in between you know and it's make your digital mix sound analog yeah. they got plugins to make it sound analog yeah. So yeah, what's yeah. That you? well uh, yeah. well i mean you know the the the, the, the in, even the instruments the keyboards that you get i mean i we i've i've had to succumb to midi unfortunately I mean, much as i keep i keep trying to fight it 
uh, the rest of the band want to want to have a, a more produced sound. So we tend to do everything using MIDI, and then um, um, you know I, I get the raw sound by playing live. That's that, that's it. When we're in the when we're in the studio, it's a case of I'll, I'll get it. I'll try and get it as good as I can, and then we you know we, things will get edited. And it, I've, I find that a bit clinical and and quite. I don't enjoy recording, and possibly that's why because I feel it's it's not really coming from the heart. It's 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 just you know manipulation. But um, but what I've, what, I've, what I was going to say is that um, you know saying that um, most of the keyboard sounds I get are using vintage, as you say, vintage plugins and things. So what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And ironically, the stuff that they're imitating costs you a fortune now, whereas before it was really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I've got it because I need it. I've got it because I need it sometimes. But if I can get away without using it, I will do every time. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You, you know, you hear a lot about, you know, the, the way um albums were recorded back then. And Andy, you have to can actually you play those things. But I'm just I was just wondering if it was actually is it the tape medium that makes it a may I don't know, a deeper, warmer sound, or is it just because it's on tape you have to play a different way? Is it a bit of both? I, I don't think it's a tape necessarily. The, the tape is how you record it for, for, for future use. But I think it's all the... the it's the way that it's processed. It's, it, it's, you know, to go through a PC is very cold. Um, if I put, if, if I, when I play something through this Fostec, which is semi-digital yeah. anyway, yeah, if I put something with my headphones on, the, the difference is, is quite unbelievable. It really is. And then when you put it up onto the PC to edit it, it's like someone sucked all the bass out of it and they've sucked all the, all the high end out of it. It's, and then you put it back on that. And because it, it's a true reflection of what you've got. Whereas a PC is all about processing and cleaning things up and taking out this and taking out that. So, and I think that, um, it's the same with monitor speakers. Monitor speakers are really great, whether you use analog or digital, but you'll notice a difference. I think it's the same with, with tape or, you know, a, a tape is the same. You'll notice a difference because, of course, it sounds different, but, and you can manipulate the tape. But, um, but no, I don't think it's the actual tape itself. It's the process that gets it onto the tape that makes it different. Yeah. I think you're right. We've, we've, uh, we've lost John again. <laughs> Yeah, you have to do. You have to basically do these things. Um, you've got to do more preparation. You've got to do it right. So you 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 are inevitably having a a, a more live sound, and that and that I think is what you know that, that that's what ruins it for a lot of bands. That when when they are when they are um, you know when they are recorded now, they sound very clinical, and you don't yeah, really you get can, the fact that's it because you you can clean up everything because. Even stuff you can't hear, you can clean it because you can see it on the screen. You can well, hear a little spot somewhere. Uh, just, but you I, might not hear. Our, our drummer, for example, um, uh, they're, they're, well, the drummer and the guitarist, you know, Dennis and, uh, and Paul, they're very. Um, it, they, they don't want to have it really sort of tied down, and you sort of see you see the notes on the on the screen, you know, really, and it's tied absolutely tied to the bar. And quantized and things, and you think, no, it just doesn't sound human. That's that's the problem. No, no it, it, it doesn't. And uh, 
and that, this I think is one of the reasons why um, Petrichor sounds a wee bit different because you've still got those deep, deep tones in there. It's yeah. almost, it's almost like um, a, a natural reverb, if you will. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not a great deal of reverb on it. It's nearly all just the fact that that's just the way it was recorded. Mm. Um, and, and the deep, the deep, the deep bass sounds and stuff. And if you if you hear the ones that I've got here before they were mastered, it, it's even more so. You know, I wish I wish I could take what I had here and just raise the volume up to radio level because that'd be great. But apparently, it doesn't work that way. So, no, it doesn't. No. Um, uh, because you you get it how just how you want to hear it, and then someone takes it and polishes it, and makes it sound somewhere else. You know? Do you do you mix you mix your own stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't master it though. You don't master it, okay? So yeah. w w one of the things that um, I, I I was told is that um, we we talk about live. Um, we talk about when we do a live uh, you know, when we do music live. There is a there is, there is now, our guitarist has got one of these, um, uh, he's got a camper and he's got, um, everything's pretty much digital uh, control, pedals and, and everything. And he can almost set up, there are bands now that can set up their own, effectively the sound, as it would be in a, in a, in, 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 in the studio, you know, how they recorded the, the, the album. And to the point where actually, the only person who's actually having any effect on your music is, is basically the venue that you go to and the way that they, they, they and that's sounds like a really good idea because it means the mix on stage that you get if you've got all in-ear monitors and, and everything then it's it's exactly how, how you would expect to hear it you know? yeah it, it is but again it takes some of the guesswork out of it, it takes some of the excitement out of it Absolutely. And, you know, part, part of the fun is, is making a, a, a huge mistake and then trying to put yourselves right I agree Wow, that was close, wasn't it? You know, um, <laughs> absolutely. You know, like, that, that's what I like, you know. And I also like the bit where you all sit in the studio, wherever you are, and you're all like this, listening to the end result, rather than like this, watching it on the screen. Okay. You know? Makes a massive difference, you know. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. All, all you got is people going, "Oh, look at that bit there." Oh, I must just take that out then, and, and it's negligible on the change. No. Um, it, it, it's odd. It's because it's, it's the mess in the background that actually gives it the vibe, you know. It's the yeah. it's the erroneous sounds that, you know, it's like it's like if you listen to uh, Zeppelin um, in the past, if you listen to just the drum track, you know, you can do isolated tracks, you know, just listen to the drum track. You can actually hear Bonham grunting over the top of it. I mean, <laughs> loudly grunting over the top of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and, and I, his, his I, I, bass I is you know his bass drum pedal is squeaking like hell. You know yeah. he needed to oil it. You can hear all this stuff. Right. It just adds to I'll, it. it. Just adds. I'll let you. In, I'll let you in a little secret now. There's a couple of bits on the Petrichore album where they're noises, but I put reverb on them and compressed them a bit, and I've left them in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if if I take them out, it won't sound the same. Yeah. There's one bit where there's one there's a little, a little Japanese strat I've got here that I play from time to time. It's a beautiful thing. But when you take your hand off the strings, they get a bzzz. Well, I turn my hand off the strings, and that's become part of one of the tracks. I just put loads of reverb on it, took the bass end out of it, stuck a bit of treble on it, and it's like a noise yeah. and all the wind and everything. Great stuff. Awesome. Listen, guys, we've got, we got to wrap up because we've been going for far too long, really. Um, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Yeah, same here. Um, I'll bring so sandwiches next time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant, fascinating chat. Um, definitely got to do this again, and uh, and maybe sort of do do maybe some of the other other uh, other years and sort of you know talk about those those albums as well. But uh, no, it's been absolutely fascinating. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Elliot. And uh, wherever John is, I think he's uh, he's he's you know in the ether somewhere. Hopefully, he'll be able to hear this. Yeah. He's back on the space station. He's back on the space station. <laughs> so anyway, listen, guys, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, let, join us again, you know. Will do. It was good fun. See you later, guys. See you later. See you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.